Welcome, everyone. Episode 7, Rhapsody Podcast, about to get underway here. I was hoping to have the three-man crew back this week, but unexpectedly, uh, Kitch and Denno, who went to the Raps game last night, both came home under the weather. Uh, I am told it is not alcohol-induced, that there are some sniffles involved, maybe some night sweats, and maybe even a visit to the to the porcelain. So we will only have Kitsch again, uh, which basically means it's a one-man show this week. So he will be on shortly. We got a Raps recap. We're going to dissect the idiot that is Kyrie. We are going through uh, Giannis and how great he really is of a basketball player and what he's doing for Milwaukee, and hopefully that we get our hands on him at some stage. Uh, We get the NFL playoffs recap, backyard gambling section where – we go over the dominant lead that I have uh, in one aspect of it. Um, and then a quick discussion uh, around baseball where I have to explain to everyone why we're talking about baseball now because it's actually relevant as opposed to when Denno got edited out. Uh, and then we are our very popular segment of what drives you uh, effing crazy where Johnny Bart will not be making an appearance. Uh, we... We are going to limit his his pod time. Uh, we don't want to get too much of a good thing. So uh, he's not on, but we've got it. Kitch has another uh, another relatively entertaining segment in that one, uh, and then that's it. Uh, AOB, which which goes on a little bit longer, uh, but we get into Deno's wedding a little bit and Slacker's uh, Slacker's marathon time, uh, which has now become a wager. Uh, and for those of you listening, Slacker is a buddy of Kitch's, a uh, longtime buddy who's been around. So, uh, and I'm very confident of the wager that I made in that one. So, here we go. Um, last, last podcast before Deno's wedding. Uh, and the next time we do this, it will be from the shores of Jamaica. But as always, a few words from our friendly coach or former coach at Southern Illinois, Coach Hinson. Coach. Oh, Marcus, off game? Off game? Yeah, Marcus had an off game. Marcus was absolutely awful. That's about as PG rated as I can say it. He was awful. Our guards were awful. Our three starting guards had one assist and seven turnovers. They must think it's a tax credit. It's unbelievable how our starting guards play. And let's talk about our big guys. Two for 11. How can you go two for 11? My wife. My wife can score more than two buckets on 11 shots because I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. But those guys aren't listening. They're uncoachable right now. Uh, I'm struggling with this crew right now. They won't let me coach them. Anytime I coach somebody, they put their head down. Uh, we're soft. Uh, uh, we've been enabled uh, for whatever reason. Uh, i got a bunch of mama's boys right now. And uh, we just won't buck up and bow our necks, and we got to get through that. we got to get through that. I'm tired of coaching a guy and having him roll his eyes or put his head down or feel sorry for himself. I'm tired of that. I mean, this is, the, this is big time. You know, people lose their jobs. You know, they don't put their head down. They, they go get another job. Guys get sick. They, they find a way to get healthy. You report to work. You report to duty. we got men and women serving our country. They don't get to take days off. You know, we're, we're, we're going to college and getting it paid for. I've been telling my wife this for years, size doesn't matter. And, um, and I really think that when it comes to rebound, I just think it's heart, heart and effort. 
I think a guy's got to just go out there and play. I think, Todd, what i got to get to the point is that every time they don't do something what we want to do in practice, we just put them on the treadmill or push-ups. We've done that a little bit, but we'll just be more consistent with it. To me, when you've got a young team, it's a lot like house training a puppy dog. You know what? When the dog does something wrong, bad dog. Well, you know, I'm not going to hit them. I'm not going to swat them, but bad dog. Get on the treadmill. That's probably what we need to do. Catch. Art. You're All back. Right. We're back, back, baby. Why don't you explain to the audience what happened to you two last night and why Deno's not here this morning? We, we went to the Raptors game. He didn't drink, actually. He's, he's got a oh. good case of the sniffles. He's got a case of sniffles. We both do, but uh, he also has the sweats with it, too. So, but, Yeah, he, uh, said he, was, he said he was sick last night. We got the text this morning. He and little Deno said he was sicky last night. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, boys. You know what? This really is a one-man operation. <laughs> really, really is a one-man operation. But anyways, let's uh, let's get right into it then. Let's talk about last night. Um, obviously, another another easy dub. Now, Kitch, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you into this. I do have some listeners that are getting a little bit uh, annoyed with your continued stance on the Raptors versus 500 teams over and under 500 teams. Like they it, they they feel you have a consistent message that is loud and clear. Would you like to continue? Like, so I'll leave that to you. You know what? You know what? The truth hurts. The truth actually hurts. You look at look at the, look at the results of our over under over five hundred five hundred. We are not that great above the teams of over five hundred. Now, having said that, if we continue to play like we have the last two games, if this is the new Raptors in the season, then we are going to beat some of those over five hundred teams playing the way we are right now. If this team can maintain the level of play through four quarters, which we've lacked a bit in the in the last couple of quarters, through the quarters. We got a real shot in the, in the, in running the East, I think, or in in getting to the finals of the East. All right. So a couple of things on that. I, I agree, but let's go back to I think what the audience is asking is not to be hit over the head with, with that. I mean, it's sort of like just think about it. Would you tell Sue every week the same thing over and over that wasn't necessarily the most complimentary? I don't think you would. Well, not Sue because she scares me. You, <laughs> you, I would oh. tell you that week after week for sure. Well, you know what? You have actually. I know, I do, um, I do. So no, uh, but I, I totally agree. I mean, all of a sudden, but two games against, well, Oklahoma, that was, that was legit pounding until they almost gave it away, but they were destroying that team. I just think we have to go back and really rethink what we were saying about Marcus Hall earlier in the season. Yeah. And Norm Powell. Oh, Storm and Norm. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I believe Gasol is going to carry this through for most of the season. I'm still not convinced this isn't a blip on the map for Norm. I'm getting more and more convinced because he's played yeah. really, really well. And I'm surprised he's played so well after coming off such a long stretch of an injury. So, yeah, he looks unbelievable. Knocking to, That corner three is sort of his spot all of a sudden. Yeah, like he is. He has been on, on fire and his confidence. His confidence is 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 greater than I've ever seen. He's. He's not throwing up and kind of hoping. He's throwing up, thinking that ball's going to go in. Like he is, he is, he's a, a transformed man. And I am eating crow on Gasol and Powell in the last two games, that's for sure. And then going back, you said that OKC game, that first half of that OKC game, I think that's the best we've played all year. Like that, that, yeah, that was a stellar, stellar performance in the first half of that game. So my only, um, now this, I may be influenced by the fact that I gambled on this last night with Siakam and his individual statistics. You were gambled. I mean, but, you were influenced. You were influenced for sure. I know, but I'm telling you, I so when you, it's funny when you bet on the individual player, you actually watch them almost exclusively. Um, I watched him last night. 
not once did he make a move to go for an offensive rebound. He, his defense was passive at best and his offense was kind of like he looked, I don't want to say disinterested because there's lots of shots of him on the bench where he's cheering the guys on that sort of stuff. But I'm telling you on the court, my concern with him right now, he's reading his own headlines. He's number two in the all-star voting behind Giannis. Like, I think he feels like he's in that upper echelon yet. He still needs to prove that he's the guy every single night. He is because last night when we put up 140 and he scores 12, great team effort. I get it. And maybe they can tell, but um, he had two rebounds and three assists. But don't don't you think we were up, we were up a lot early. And don't you think you said, you know what, we're, we're rolling these guys. Maybe I'll just, I'll let, I'll let the other guys do tonight. I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the night off. I think well, they're going to get a big night out of Siakam tonight. Well, I hope so because I'm already on that. I'm already on that wager let, again. Let I'm, I'm doubling for, down. Let me recap for our down. listeners. So I'm at the game last night. Raps are on fire. We're winning by 25, 30, and all I'm getting from Bart is Texas. How Siakam floating around? He's not looking <laughs> to get open. He's not taking shots. I'm angry. I hate Siakam. I'm like, we're up by 25. This might mean you have a bit of a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll edit out the words gambling problem. I uh, <laughs> right, just have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, listen, I know, but I was, I was, listen, I was thrilled the raps look that good. And yeah, I, all of a sudden, but I'm still back to still think we need one more piece to go if we're going to go deep and give the Bucks a run. Cause we're going to talk about Giannis in a second. Um, but man, I watched uh, the Bucks demolish the seas the other night yeah. and now again they could be the ultimate regular season team and go the way of the ravens um they will be nervous this year in the playoffs i know but i'm telling you Giannis. Oh, let's not let's not jump ahead because the, so anyways uh good news rap story if we got the whole squad back and we look this good you know i mean look all of a sudden we don't have room for for uh bobby boucher thomas no. is getting no he got he got garbage Austin, time last i mean all of a sudden yeah. like yeah, so we're pretty deep. It's I think it's pretty bright for the future. Davis played well again last night. That ass whooping that um, that Nick Nurse gave him. Yeah, uh, at, you know we benched him and then brought him back the next day to start him. Great so do you move not, by do Nick. not like do you know, would you not play Davis ahead of McCaw? Like, I just I don't see that. Like what's what's the difference there? Like Davis is a good defender too. He's seen he's solid and he can make that outside shot. McCaw when he throws up a shot, it's like he has no idea if it's even going in or not. Yeah, I mean when I think Boucher has better form than Macaw, that's a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. a real problem. Yeah, I know. I Listen, I'm not a Macaw guy at all. But it's funny, like these NBA coaches and the NBA in general, like they get stuck in patterns, right? And they stick with guys a lot longer than they should. But for whatever reason, Macaw, is ab- he is above him on the pecking order. And, but I think, that, I mean, listen, if Davis keeps playing like this, that's going to change. But I, I think, and I would probably, you know, if you had to lock someone down in the fourth quarter and you had to pick Davis or McCaw, McCaw's a pretty good defender. I'd probably still go to McCaw on that, but that's one dimensional. Like that's a, that's yeah. a, but if I'm looking to have an all around game impact, yeah, I'm definitely going to Davis. Yeah. I, yeah I so, I but I mean, I just think now all of a sudden now we're starting to get more assets. This could lead, I'll be super, I'll be interested to see what we do at the, at the trade deadline, which we will I, talk about. We talked about we this a lot that. last night in the limo on the way back from the game. The and, limo. Uh, and the, you know uh, what? Try and relate to our average listener. Would that kill you? All right, in the big black bus with the, <laughs> the fridge and, uh, and padded seat. That we back. thumbed. We thumbed it down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the trade deadline. Like uh, we we struggled with who who do you give up to get a guy? And and we just we 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 got no answers. We couldn't come up with anything. I think I think and we can talk about this in the future. Like you said, I think we're riding this uh, this team as far as it takes us. Yeah, I think we might because there's just not a ton out there. 
uh, it's a shitty draft. So it's not like we're going to give something up to get a draft pick for this, this year. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. So, all right. Raptors. Great. Let's move on. Seven minutes. Yeah. yeah one, other, one other thing there that was, oh, that was dental from his demos from dental from his sick bed today. He's oh. a good, a good little, a little tweet. I think, I think Joe Logan would, uh, would like to hear oh, Joey. He's yeah, still not right. happy with the pod. Joe is, I'm not even sure he listens anymore. He's not happy. He's not happy. Powell playing like an all-star. We give up Grievous Vasquez. Remember Grievous Vasquez, the old Maryland, uh, Maryland Joy Logan, the uh, alma mater for Powell. Yeah. That's looking like a pretty good, tra- like pretty good, pretty good deal <laughs> right now. Actually. That's looking like a, a really good deal for, for Grievous. <laughs> I don't even, I'm guessing Grievous is back home in Greece somewhere. I, no I, don't, idea. I, don't, I don't think he's playing basketball, organized basketball anymore. So probably lighting up the uh, gym somewhere, some gym lake. Uh, yeah. So shout out to uh, the Maryland grad for Joey. Yeah. Hopefully that, hopefully that gets him back as a, <laughs> as a downloader. Uh, all right. So we got to talk about Kyrie. Oh, what a douche. Oh, I mean, that, that is the title of the segment. Kyrie. What a douche. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so here's the part that I, I guess shocks me. And it's funny. Like I've listened to all the clips about it and there's not one of the talking heads, like the ex players, any of these guys, not one of them is supporting him. They're all, they're all sort of like the same, like, can you believe this fucking idiot has not figured out that after the disaster that he was in Boston, the only thing he should have come in this year is either said nothing, but sure shit shouldn't have said anything even remotely controversial. No, no, big big newspapers in Boston, the other other morning, great big headlines, uh, new town, same Kyrie, right in the headlines. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's so true. I just, it always comes back. Who is in this guy's life where they are not counseling him? Yeah. He's a, tw- he's a 27-year-old, and I, I hate to say it, kid. It's not the right, he's a young adult, obviously, but he thinks he's this 40, late 40s, early 50s, sage, wise old man who's who's been through life experiences and has got this all figured out. Like, yeah. that's the part that just is mind-boggling to me, that no one's in his ear, his father, whoever it is to say, listen, Kyrie. Here's yeah. the best thing for you over the next couple of seasons. You've got KD coming. All you're doing is building this group up this year, right? Because yeah. you know you're going to be exponentially better next year. There's no upside in taking these guys down this year. And he just can't figure that out. Like oh. for him to name the four guys that he named as saying, hey, these are our building blocks. And yeah. by the way, it's such bullshit too, because DeAndre Jordan is his buddy. That's the only reason why Jordan's in that totally. is on that team. He is not a foundational piece to that team. He's not a bit, he's a 12 to 16 minute kind of guy. Like that's not like Joe Harris who played on the U S men's national basketball team uh, in China. Granted they came eighth or seventh, whatever it was, but they shoot 46% Harris. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's a, he's a solid piece. I'm not saying he's a starter, but man, I would take a Joe Harris off the bench, knocking down threes all day long. 100%. And now you've just completely thrown that guy under the bus. And yeah, yeah, you're, you're now rebuilding a relationship that you didn't have to rebuild. And this is what killed Boston. Like the, the Boston said he killed the locker room. And now he's with this statement, he's now killed the locker room. You imagine going to work the next day and you're looking across from him in the bench and he just basically said, You are not worth being this team. You're just like how how, yeah. how do you how do you look yeah, you're not gonna be here next guy? year? Yeah, you're gonna be here next year. I look forward to playing with that guy. And uh, and like he obviously has no business sense too, like no no number sense. Cause yeah. like you we we spent the farm for you and Durant. We built an empire. We're going to do our best with the supporting cast. We can't bring in superstars because there's a, there's a numbers game in this, like, like figure it out, Kyrie. Yeah. And, but this is part, and we're, I'm, I'm going off here a little bit, but this is part of the problem. You look, you go back to the good old days, the Jordan era, the bird era, whatever it is. Like 
these guys made good money, but they didn't make enough money to be assholes in public like this. These guys now, they don't give a shit about endorsements. I mean, they say they do and they still, but at the end of the day, they make so much money that they feel entitled that they, you know, I can say whatever, because at the end of the day, it's not going to hit them financially. Trust me, if Kyrie thought, you know, I'm making a million bucks a year and I'm going to lose five sponsors by being a jerk, he wouldn't have said a word this week no. about any of that no. shit. No. Right. So they just don't, there's that piece that doesn't affect them any longer. Um, and I'm not saying it's like, listen, they, they deserve whatever they've been getting paid because the owners are getting overpaid. So I'm not, I'm not saying it should go back to the way it was. I'm just saying that's a microcosm. That's a, that's a cause and effect of these guys. Just, I can say whatever I want. There's really yeah, the, no impact. The entitlement thing too. Like, like, so back in the Jordan days, if you had an issue, you walked upstairs into the management's office, you shut the door and you told management what you thought. You didn't go out and publicly tweet it or, or speak, speak to the media uh, publicly about, hey, I, I think we got to mix this team up. You did it behind closed doors. Like that's that. So now they yeah. use the, the social media to, to blast it out there. And, and it's, uh, I think the problem with Jordan in that era is that he was walking into Jerry Krause's office and calling him a fat slob to his face. So I don't know. <laughs> that may have backfired. <laughs> Might have. I'm not saying that's the best approach either, but uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And then when he doubled down in front of the press yesterday, his scrum, and basically told everyone to fuck off because yeah. he knew better. He knew yeah. best yeah. about what's going on in their locker room. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Boston's laughing. I mean, oh, look at that team. They're laughing their heads off. So they replaced Kemba with Ky or Kyrie gets replaced by Kemba. Yeah. That team's a two seed, playing well. Everyone's happy. And all they're talking about is how great Kemba is for the locker room. Yeah. I mean, that's a, just a, actually not even a veiled shot it's just them saying we are so much better off without this guy Look and i'm pretty sure that. three years three years from now when the nets that contract runs out the nets will be so much better off without that guy yep yep god yeah, i really he's, wish he's, he had never made that shot against the warriors because it gives him it does give him you know that to always fall back on and yeah, it's like ugh, yeah i don't yeah, it's it, 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 total donkey it was to, it's a total douche move you, you just you just can bury your franchise like Durant's got to be going, oh my God, Kyrie, just shut up until I get healthy. He's got to be sitting there watching this thinking, what is Kyrie doing? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Did you see Durant this week and his whole spat back and forth with uh, Perkins? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Perkins comes out on on Twitter, taking sh I mean, taking shots at, at KD. But uh, the first couple I didn't think were – I think he was kind of joking a little bit about how and um, you know how he was there. They didn't – you know, when they were, when he was there type thing, as opposed to, uh, and it was sort of mentioned, it was referenced to KD and, and KD immediately jumps on it, like, and made it very personal with, with Perkins. The next thing they've got this big back and forth and I'm just, and everyone just said to go on KD, like, don't be so sensitive. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't, I doubt very much that KD got in Kyrie's ear and said, Hey, listen, Kyrie, this is, we, we can't do it. We're building something here. I think he's got similar issues and the he ego and he's definitely hopped around the league so that's proven to be a, if you're hopping around then you're thinking you're better than everybody else yeah i mean i don't know i mean obviously the warriors are sad to see him go from a you know a talent perspective but i don't get the sense that they're, they're missing him from the locker room and all the reports are there that he was sort of off to the side doing his own thing wasn't and he was always you know i was part of his thing i never felt like i was really one of those guys right that's very Kyrie-ish. yeah that's why he left cleveland right because it yep. never felt like he was I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see when he does come back. Well, Nelson, I think the other thing with KD is that who knows what he's going to come back like. I mean, he'll be obviously still very good, but it's never going to be the old KD because you can't after that injury. Nope. And then, yeah, if it does go so, oh my God, and I'd, nothing I'd like to see more than them be a 500 team going to the All Star break next year awesome. and just 
that thing would implode. Yeah. Absolutely implode. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I just think Kyrie, you're doing yourself no favors and so help me if he makes up all-star team for whatever reason, yeah. that'll be a travesty, an absolute travesty. It will. Like, yeah. The, the, Stay I strong, just, Freddie. Stay I strong, Freddie. <laughs> Pipe dream. All right. So that's it. That's it on Kyrie. Um, Giannis. So I watched the game the other night against Boston. And from the jump, he comes out and he just, you could just tell, wasn't happy with the way things went the previous game against Boston. He was just like, we're, we're going to win this game. Yeah. And I watched, I tried to watch him. I didn't bet any player props, but I watched him almost exclusively. And Ooh, that's odd. <laughs> I mean, my, there's very few. Like, you can't, you got to nitpick to find something that you don't like about his game. Like, 100%. 100%. And then you watch their pregame ceremonies that they do. Have you seen that where they do the, the fake wrestling shit? They've got a pregame ceremony. They all oh, do the fake. No. Uh, you know what? You have to, you, you have to get on social media to a certain extent. You got to follow basic pop culture type stuff. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> well, well, you're a, you're an invite on a podcast. Yes. Okay. That's what you are. Uh, but you know, you just watch them. And I just think, I don't know that team around him is good enough to go all the way, but I, I think he's good enough to potentially take a team at least to a finals, just based on purely what he can do and how he does it. I don't, I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say the words Jordan esque which isn't fair. It's unfair to anyone to say Jordan esque but we forget about Jordan had to Jordan still had pretty good guys around him. Yep. Um, I, but I think he's, I think he's fast approaching that tier of basketball player where I don't think there's any question. He's the best player in the league. As much as I still think LeBron's playing well and Luca's playing unbelievably well, but here's a guy, if you're starting a basketball team right now, who do you take? I don't think there's any question. No, Yeah. hundred percent. He, I think he's hands down the MVP. Averaging 25 points, 12 rebounds a game. And when he does this, like, so you look at all the big powerhouses in the league, they got a superstar, but they have a, a really good supporting cast. Like the Lakers, you got Davis supporting, you got, you got George, you got Leonard on the on the Clippers, you got Doncic, you got Porzingis. Like you you have a, a really solid, proven second player to the to to the uh, to the start of the team. So I'm looking at Giannis. He's got some good players around him, but he doesn't have that superstar around him, and he can still do this without that superstar who can he can fall back on if he's having an off night. And that, I I think I think he is hands down MVP. Uh, not that I like to point out any inconsistencies in your uh, your stat. Uh, Kitch, but he's averaging 30, not 25. He's 30, 13, and five and a half. That's where he's at. Um, and yeah, I think the argument is easily that he is making Middleton an all-star. It's not that if Middleton's on the Raptors or if he's on sort of any other team without that dominant superstar, like LeBron turns people into all-stars too. I think that that's happened in his career, but yeah, Middleton's not an all-star on any other team right now. I don't think, cause he wouldn't have that role. First of all, and Giannis, I mean, makes him that much better. So I, yeah, you look at that supporting cast, right? There's not really, there's no other all-stars. There's no other even like, yeah, any type of all time type play. Like when you look back at Jordan again, right? He had Pippen, which is, I still think Scotty Pippen's one of the most overrated players, but still he's, but still very good. Like not, not overrated, but he wasn't really, really good. Um, Giannis doesn't have anything like that around. No, no, he doesn't. But again, you make the same argument last year for the Raps. I mean, it was Kawhi and then three or four really good players. Lowry was, Lowry, you got to give him sort of, he's kind of an upper echelon player. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love the way he plays for us. And 
I know upper echelon. That's yeah. what he, if you rank in the top 10 guards in our league, is he making that top 10 in our league yeah. here? I said our league. Becky will like that. Our league <laughs> <laughs> in the NBA top 10. It'd be close. It'd be close to 10. You're probably right. It's probably close. Yeah, to but like, so if you're outside of 10, you upper like, but I get it. Like as a teammate, what he does to in, in the system and all like, yeah, yep. he's very, very good. And he's going to make the all-star team. No questions asked. So, yep. um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, and now that Giannis has kind of developed that three, I think he's shooting right around 40% for the uh, year at three point. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, no, man, he's not, he's borderline unstoppable. Yep. Yeah. And he's on a mission I, this year. And then you, you look at what team has the best chance to slow him down. Like I, we had uh, we put Kawhi on him last year to help, so, and that yep. did slow him down. And they didn't, yep. and Buttonholzer didn't really adapt or adjust that very well. Um, I don't think we have that skill this year to do that. So it's like, ugh. and I don't know of any other team in the East that does. So if there's no one who's going to slow him down, um, then I'm trying to figure out where, you know, how do they get stopped? Because if if you don't stop him. Yep. He is going to win the series on his own. Yeah. So. Yeah, you have to you have to you have to double team him, double team him somehow. But that doesn't even seem to work for a lot of teams. Well, yeah, and if you do double team, if as long as his his running mates are knocking down even you know a, a decent portion of their shots, it's that's it. Yep. It's yep. Lights out. So yeah, I I just think we're watching something now with him that is is pretty unique, and and I'm telling you. If Milwaukee does not lock him down, if he goes in next year into a free agent year, yep. then my guess is he's leaving. Uh, and then I would like to think the Raps are going to be right there with a legitimate shot to get him. And why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I, I, hopefully his connection to Ujiri is is as solid as some of the media is uh, proclaiming. So, well, yeah, and I just think the Toronto, the whole the Greek background for him is huge. Like yep. Toronto's diverse, multicultural. He's used to cold weather. He's played in Milwaukee. I mean, so that's none of the, none of the things that supposedly scared off uh, Kawhi around weather and stuff like that. That's not going to affect him. He's so that would be. Oh, can you imagine? Let's not oh. let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But yeah, uh, but uh, my goodness, yeah, that'd no be awesome. Afford it. Uh, well, we'll definitely have the space. I, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that's what well, I, mean, I think. What's I mean, ticket pricing. It'll oh, be <laughs> pricing. <laughs> yeah. I get the answers right now. No, we can't afford it. <laughs> but we'll be there. Yeah, but we'll be there. Oh, yeah. All right, listen, uh, we are 22 minutes in, basketball done. And Slacker, I'm sorry, if we're done, we're, I'm still aiming for 45 minutes, Slacker. And I, yes. I've have a, I have a very hard time believing Slacker works out for the full hour. So, so yeah, <laughs> this, so Kate Marcotte, this is, this, Kate, Katie, I, our girl. Guys, guys come to me saying, why are we basing our show on the feedback from Kate Marcotte? She's a 13-year-old girl. This is an adult show. So, so the adults say they want the show to be at least an hour. So it lasts through their workout, one hour workout, or, or their drive from Cape Town down to Toronto. That's an hour. So they don't have to find another 15-minute filler. They want the hour-long show. So I'm, I'm getting pushback from uh, from the uh, 40 and 50-year-old generation that uh, they like it to be an hour. So we will, we will come back to that topic in the future based on some some stats that, that, that Slacker is putting together. Yeah, okay, but we have to – sure, two things to that. fifty Over 50 stats is not where the podcasting world's going. It's not really a target audience. For, and we know how you feel about people over 50, Kitch. Uh, and I would, I would think that um, 
keeping this thing at 45 minutes or less is the way to build that base. Because, I mean, as much as our listening went up this week after my lovely wife shouted us out all over her Facebook page and we saw a nice little bump, we're still along. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call us a base. We don't have a base just yet. But what I'm saying is once we build that base, and yeah, you know, let's take it two hours at a time. Once I know that I've got 10,000 people coming every week to listen to whatever it is we're, we're talking about, yeah. Slacker will go as long as you want. Get ready <laughs> to work out an extra hour and a half a week. I think Kate's paid you off. I love Kate. Kate's on, listen. So you guys don't get, that's the other thing. You over 50 types, you don't know how to relate to the young kids. You don't, like, it's just, so I've got, the, I still have that skill set. And that's what's happening here. All right. I know what the young people want. Uh, okay, so we are right into the NFL playoffs. So big, obviously big, big week, and we're gonna we're gonna get to backyard gambling in a second. But let's break it down. There is so much talk about Tennessee being able to keep this game close. I don't know. I mean, I I, I think Cinderella's I think Cinderella's shoe is not gonna fit. I have been dead wrong on Tennessee for two weeks. Dead, dead wrong. Dead wrong in general. I, so, but yeah. And I am still riding KC this week and am admitting the fact that I could easily be dead wrong three times in a row here on Tennessee. Well, I'm not saying Houston is a fair test because obviously after they woke up, I mean, they scored every time down the, down the field and I, Houston didn't look very good. I mean, I think Tennessee is definitely going to give them a much better uh, defensive fight but I don't see them scoring less than, than 24. And so I'm not saying I'm not sold on the cover just yet. I'm just saying that uh, I don't see Kansas city losing that game. If they get out to an, if they get out to a quick lead, it'll be, we talked about this last night. Um, oh, some of us talked about it last night. Uh, if they get out to that quickly, let's say Kansas city's up 14, nothing. Vrabel is going to have to stick with the game plan. That's got him there. The only time he starts, changing that game plan is if it's fourth quarter, they're down two scores, then yeah, you're going to have to open it up and see if Tannehill uh, can play. But if that's the case, like I think the only way Tennessee wins that game is if the the same recipe, right? They get up early, they pound the football, control the clock. Um, But even God controlling the clock, look at Houston control the clock for the first quarter and a half. And then it just, it was lights out. So I, I think that I think Kansas city probably has too much firepower to lose that game. The yeah, you go, back, story. You go back to that Houston game too. Like, like the the the, the first twenty four points, like, well, like twenty to one of them were on bonehead moves by uh, by uh, KC. Like they they gave them a lot. Like the the botched uh, punt, uh, botched punt punt catch. Like a bunch of stuff that happened to me in the game that gave them that twenty four point lead. It wasn't like it was like Houston went out there and marched down the field three times and scored. They got a lot of a lot of both. And KC's not going to do that again this week. They're not going to they're not going to give the team an easy lead. Yeah, it's hard to imagine the wake up call wasn't wasn't going to last now until through this week, right? And right through the Super Bowl because it better because I have the Chiefs at eight to one on the Super Bowl victory. Yeah, um, you do. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know. I I can't I cannot see it. But like I said, I'm not. Well, I will reveal my gambling picks shortly. So I'm not. But I do like everything that Kansas State did from you know, second part of the second quarter last week. And I just think they're going to carry a lot of that over. Not to say that Tennessee's, I, th- I think Tennessee's going to give them a game. I don't think it's a blowout um, necessarily, but I do think uh, there's just too much going on with Kansas city to, to be that slowed down. Uh, and obviously if I'm them, I put 10 in the box 
Yeah. Do not let Henry get going. And yeah, make Tannehill. If you're going to lose that game, Tannehill's got to be the guy I beat you. It cannot be Henry. That's right. Yep. Cannot be Henry. Uh, Green Bay, San Fran. What about, what re- about, hey, let's not skip more. What about uh, oh, what? Minnesota and Cousins? I think, I think we thought they are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Um, Kitch, as a practicer of mindfulness, one of the teachings is to move there's, on. No point, there's no point in being in the past. Thinking about <laughs> anything in the past, there's just that's I don't even remember who Kirk Cousins is. Does he play, does he play quarterback? I uh, know. God love us. That was, uh, they, that was, a, uh, that was a real Kirk Cousins. That was a real Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, we say that quick seven nothing. Uh, down and then they come right back with a great throw and catch to with digs he scores and then after that it's like they just were overwhelmed and defensively they really obviously they couldn't stop the run uh so that doesn't help i think obviously every team wants to play with the lead that's that's a pretty obvious statement but you have certain quarterbacks that need to play with the lead and maybe that's where kirk cousins is right the week before new orleans they're up almost the entire game, if not the entire, and you can play, you play a little bit, but you just got, you have more margin for error. But when you have no margin for error, yeah, that's where the upper echelon guys, like that's where the Brady's, the Rogers historically have like been able to still function at a very high level. Whereas Kirk Cousins clearly was not functioning at a high level. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was, you know, but listen, no one thought they were beating New Orleans. So that was, I was yep. a, Quarter of the way right. Yeah, you were. Yeah, it was exciting for a week. <laughs> it's exciting for a week. I'm glad I only made a very small wager and then to win the Super Bowl. So that was uh, that was comforting. That was comforting. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Can we move on? Can we just? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Can all we right. stay current? Stay current. Sure. Uh, do you want to talk about the Super Bowl from three years ago? Uh, what? Like, uh, Green Bay, San Fran. I have no idea what to think. I don't either. Like San Fran's obviously come into their stride a bit recently. They they, they languished a bit at the end of the season, but they looked good in that playoff game last week. And uh, their defense is supposedly healthy. The media says that the defense is is now healthy again. And if they got a healthy defense and it played like it did early in the season, yeah, they got a they got a good shot. The only thing that I'm I'm wonder about is is he Garoppolo is in there. It's his first time there, so is he. And I I, I think that's great. Spent a lot of times shutting his mouth and just biding time on the New England sideline and the game of chance. And he is, he was the, he was sort of the real deal, but in the big game spotlight for a, for a first time quarterback, history doesn't prove itself to be all that, uh, all that successful. So that, that's good. That's going to be the wild card. Well, yeah, no argument there. However, if they go the Tennessee script or the script they ran last week where they went, run the ball. Don't ask Jimmy G to do too much. Uh, that defense is, you know, the big thing is, and this is where the guys who really follow the sport and know all this stuff, like clearly there's patterns to injuries here. That defense was dominant the first six weeks of the season. I mean, what they did to the Rams in LA that when it was, uh, at, I think it was week four or five. I mean, it looked like no one's ever going to score a point on them. Uh, and then clearly they had a bunch of injuries because all of a sudden it looked civ-like. They were just giving up a, a ton of points. There was that New Orleans game. Uh, where you know they couldn't, they weren't going to stop New Orleans at any given point. Brock, sorry about that underbet. Um, and but the whole time, people were saying, you know, they they, I guess they'd lost at one point. They were down six starters on on defense. Yeah. So I guess I guess starters mean mean you're pretty good. <laughs> this is the reason why they call you starters. <laughs> so anyway, and now uh, I think five of those six guys are all back. They're healthy again. 
Defense looks like it's going to be dominant. I mean, would you would you think Green Bay is going to win that game with Aaron Rodgers over under total yards 238? Like that shocks me that that's the over under for him. And they think that he's going to throw somewhere around there and they can win that game. I think he's got to throw for 400 yards to win that game. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's going to, I'm not saying I would bet that, but I'm just saying I can't believe that's where they think is a reasonable line and they can still win the game. Yeah. I don't think I did a run defense got stuffed by a San Fran. I think San Fran eats them up on the run defense. Well, I mean, they, they shut down Minnesota's running attack. You know, Jones is good. Cook, I think is, was probably the best running back in the league this year when he was healthy. Yeah. I mean, that just, I think he's got to chuck it all over the yard to have, to have any chance. But again, I think their, I think their playbook's going to be somehow get to that seven, 10, 14 point lead early and then make, make San Fran uncomfortable, make Jimmy, make them think they got to throw the ball all the time. And that's, but if it goes the other way, that game is over quickly. Quickly. Yeah. I see. I can see that. Yep. So, I agree. all right. Well, let's, uh, Let's jump right into it. Here we are. You know, you know what I need? We're going to get some sort of um, like music or, or some sort of like to announce backyard gambling. Yeah. Something to announce backyard gambling. Bum, ba, da, da. Yeah. We got to do We got to do the, the uh, up-to-date stats on the NFL tally for the year on, on our, on our selections, the head to head competition. Oh, geez. right. That's before, you know what? This is good for you. This is, this is, this, this builds your ego up. This is good. So <laughs> last week, playoff two. Three, we all went three and one. We all went three one or picks. Every, you, Deno, myself, and Bart had Kansas City and Green Bay, the two there. Bart had Minnesota, which he lost in that one. But Deno and I had t- Baltimore, which we lost in that one. So three and one. So Bart sits at a record of 15, eight, and three. That's 65%. Okay, pretty, that's healthy, pretty healthy return. Making yeah, money, ho. Making money. So uh, if you're listening to anybody for some tips, and this pains me to say this, you might want to listen to Bart over the, over so the two of us. Can I just, uh, but again, as I'm a full, full disclosure podcaster, I, I bet um, most of that stuff. Then I last second bet Tennessee money line for that game started, right? At a pretty good uh, return. And I spent the entire game chasing the, <laughs> the Baltimore comeback. Like, it's just like, <laughs> what am I doing? So I didn't lose any money in that game, but my goodness, I didn't really make any money. And I had like a four and a half to one. Are you kidding me? In game betting, that's an evil. That is an evil. 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 You know what? Go to a bookie, go to a sports book where that shit's not allowed. You're way better off. (laughs) All right. And so moving on, Kitch sits at 12 and 14, 46%. That is not a money making venture. And Deno at 9, 16, and 1, 36%. Uh, Let's just not talk about Deno. He's he's under the weather. I think it sort of of speaks volumes about who you guys are as people, your betting percentages. I think it's a. It's a microcosm. But in that fun pool, which doesn't pay any money, oh. Bart's leading. In the spreadsheet, in the spreadsheet where, where Dan and I both have LSU over Clemson, we tallied a nice $100 to each of our pockets, putting in minus $200 on right. Bart's spreadsheet. And the second wager playing there is he's got New Orleans doing the NFC, which probably not going to happen. Uh, Deno's got San Fran. Kitch has got Green Bay, which will put $100 in the pocket of, uh, of either Deno or I after after Sunday's tilt. So yeah. the, the one that really matters where it's actually positive cash flow, the, the, the cream rises to the crop. Well, it's a, it's a long flight to Bermuda to, to uh, collect. So, uh, <laughs> barely, barely yeah, no, I have the spreadsheet betting is, uh, of course, it's not actually a real segment. We're not supposed to even be talking about the spreadsheet, but okay. <laughs> we'll, uh, 
edit. All right, so let's go. We are, seeing as I have a commanding lead, you guys cannot catch me. Uh, I don't think anytime in the near future. So you are up. So you're going to, I know, I know what you're going to do, but let's, let's talk uh, game one, Chiefs, Tennessee. I like Chiefs. Like I do like the Chiefs. Um, so that line currently my, is minus seven. Seven. Do you want my, do you want me to, so based on our spreadsheet selections, I will take the Chiefs and I will take San Fran, uh, both at minus seven this week, says, uh, as my selections for our, our, especially I will not be betting that probably. I actually am pretty sure I won't be betting that, but I will give you my betting tips. But for the spreadsheet, I'm taking the most faithful of the favorites. All right. So we'll come back to you then. Actually, you're actually going to bet because I think people are actually interested in that. Telling you're just going to like, Tell them you're going to make a pick and then not bet it. Like that's, that's fucking bullshit. I get to the spreadsheet. Whatever I tell the public, wherever I tell our 15 listeners in Australia, that's what I actually do. Yeah. All right. I don't think you told them you're going to chase Baltimore through the whole game last <laughs> no. week. No, listen, but I, <laughs> I didn't tell anybody that. Uh, so, all right. Here's here here I go. I am all over the chefs. I think I think luck runs out on Tennessee, and I'm banking this solely on the fact that I think the Chiefs are going to get off to a good start, and I don't think Tennessee playing from behind gives them gives them any chance. So I will be betting the Chefs minus seven, and because I really have no idea about the next game, uh, I don't like either team. I don't really like either quarterback. Um, I am going to bet Green Bay plus the seven. Only because I just, I feel, I just, yeah, I, I don't like game. it. I hope that's a game. Like, I hope that's a tight game. I'd like to see it. Yeah. And I think what I'm, I think I'm betting on Rogers being the better quarterback and then therefore at least keeping them in. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think just keeping them in. So that's, that's, uh, so I will be betting those two things. Um, did you want to, do you want to share with us now what you actually will be betting? I will, I do like the chefs. I'm just a little nervous in the seven. Um, I might, and I'm not, I might put a little wager on the, on the chefs to, uh, to, uh, to cover the seven, but my bigger wages will be, I will be doing a six point tease on the, the, chef, the Kansas City Chiefs and the over in that game alone. So you got to take, you get six points off the over and you take the, this, the line from minus seven to minus one. I'll be doing that. Uh, it's an even money bet on Pinnacle. So it's a, it's a, it's a decent, uh, decent payout from a props, uh, from a payout standpoint. And I'll also be doing a six point tease on Chiefs and the 49ers bringing both games down to, to minus one and uh, thinking that still thinking that both of them will win, but I, I'd like to, I like to, I'd like to win with a field goal. That would touchdown. Okay. So two things on that. First of all, let's not give out any free publicity to pinnacle, right? They got to pay for this shit. They want them mentioned. You know what? Get a banner somewhere, right? Yeah. We're not giving that for free. So on any banner on a betting site, yeah, that's where you can find it. Um, and secondly, I'm glad you hedged out because when you sent me earlier in the week and I was ready to jump all over you, you said you were going to tease Green Bay. Or sorry, you were going to tease the uh, San Francisco and the Chiefs down to a pick em. And I was just so – I was waiting for you to say that because I was ready to pounce. Because that's also called just a money line parlay. You don't have to tease them. You have to tease them down to a pick. That's a money line parlay. I wanted you to say it. Why don't you say it? It's so much better. Because that's exactly what I am going to do. I am money, lar- money line parlaying San Fran and um, and the Chiefs. Why don't you give which up is one- minus one forty? Minus one forty. Um, if you go one point, go one point and and take the take the even money. Oh my God. Yeah, you know what? Going to win by one and, and push your bet. 
Might as well go even money to minus 140. They get 40, 40 cents of juice there. That's a, well, what if they win by one? Then, then you break even. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I'm taking that out of play. I'm taking just a pure winner for what, the 15 points of juice at State? No. At, 40, 40 points of juice. Minus 140 to pick. Oh, when you went minus one, minus one, yeah, that's it's, even? It's even money, yeah. Yeah, I'll check. I'll, Zach, I'll check that. I don't think that's right. That's why I said pinnacle. It's only really probably only on <laughs> Stop saying it. That's it. I, mean, I will edit out the word pinnacle for sure. <laughs> and by the way, who uses pinnacle anymore? <laughs> well, of course, you've been kicked out of you've been kicked out of forty five sites. You're you're down. You've limited options. Only like fifteen, yeah. <laughs> All right. Does Deno have any picks that he uh, forwarded on from his deathbed, or is uh, it? Uh... I will get them too. I don't know them off the top of my head, so I will see them. Well, you know what? Get them to me, and I'll tweet them out. So that, right. that way it's official. Yeah, and for our for our six followers on Twitter, <laughs> at Rap City Podcast. That's the handle, the Twitter handle for our hundred unique listeners. Get out there. Uh, okay. The other backyard gambling thing that I'm gonna uh, it's gonna be too late when this gets released. But uh, if you look back this year when Siakam has a stinker game and it's a back to back, he usually shows up pretty solidly in the follow up night if it's, if it's a back to back with a weak game. So uh, I hope you're it's right. It's going to be an after-the-fact thing for the podcast because the podcast will come out after this game, but you can tell me always right or wrong. I think well, big, big if we one. actually wrap this up in the Kate Marcotte zone, uh, we should get this thing should be up by 6 or 7 o'clock tonight, which would be before the game. But I don't know that everyone is immediately downloading and listening once it comes, <laughs> once it comes out. I think they're sitting by their computers waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, top, we're not top of mind just yet. Um <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's hope you're right on that one, Kitch. Um, all right, briefly, we have to talk about it. And, I, and, I, wow. and Deno's mad. I know he's mad <laughs> because we're going to talk about baseball here for a second. But that, what I was trying to make my point when I added Deno out from before, he was coming up with like a kind of interesting, not really interesting, much more relevant in-season uh, story, which we will talk about when the season starts. But this Astro scandal now, right, that's – that's taken over. Like for three days, you didn't hear a thing about football. You were on ESPN. There was very little about the NFC, AFC championship stuff. It was just like, and it was, if it was, it was third, fourth, fifth story in. It was baseball, baseball, baseball. So this becomes now a relevant topic now, not in baseball season. So I'm going to start just very quickly with Astros, Mets, and Boston had no choice. Right? They got to get rid of all three of those guys. Because it's it's a total disaster. What I don't agree with is that the rest of the players that were that clearly were part of this scheme are are not getting anything. I don't understand how the players get a free ride in this. I just don't understand that. Well, the the, the one guy who who hit the home run and, and was telling I can't remember his name and it was telling his players, day? don't rip my shirt off, don't rip my shirt off. Like he's yelling, don't he's yelling around the bases, don't rip my shirt off. So they don't want to see that mic, the the uh, the zapper that was giving them the. Uh, even then, the, the signals like that, uh, like that MIT, uh, like this is like MIT grad stuff in Vegas. I, I, I yeah, this is uh, bringing down the house. If you yeah. haven't read that book, bringing down the house is great. It's the same kind of concept. Um, but what, now, the the crazy thing is that he is denied, denied, denied that there's any electronic use of anything. Which I must admit, we were talking about this yesterday too. I don't know how the zapper thing. Like, so you're telling me that by the time they get the signal, they're gonna zap you. You can't like, what kind of zap is that? You don't twit like. I don't even know how that would work, but the point is, yeah, that, that whole home run thing looks ridiculous, right? The way he, and then his defense, you know, in the, uh, and then you see him go right to the clubhouse, right down the stairs. I mean, there's no way, but I just can't believe he's now denying this. He is going to get caught. There's no chance 
If that's says, true, his wife doesn't want to see him with his shirt off on I TV. Know, fuck that! that come <laughs> on. Yeah, that yeah that 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 was terrible. All of it's terrible. But now he's but he's opened himself up to, and this is what why Beltran went down. Right, is that they really went after him because he lied about his involvement. He lied to the New York media and the Mets apparently said to him, said to anybody when they were interviewing from, you have to be honest with the New York media. Cause if you're not, it, it's a stain on everybody kills us and you can't survive. And it's just, and then immediately out. he's like, I had nothing to do with this. I don't, you're talking. And then boom, it came it clearly. He was part of the, he was one of the ringleaders as a player yeah. back then. So yeah, they, they had no choice but to do that. But I think if Altuve and those guys are caught lying or that they were aware of it and they were, do- they, they have to be dealt with. This is, this is a pretty, like, I now think if there was a mechanism to remove that, to vacate that, like the NCA does, if there was a mechanism to vacate that title, I think you have to consider it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I if agree. there's a seven game series, if one game was affected in any meaningful way because of this cheating, then yeah. that's a game they won that they otherwise maybe wouldn't have won. And you've, t- and you've now stolen the Dodgers uh, title. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this is, I think there's much more to this. And I think ultimately players are going to get, are going to get hit pretty hard because the other thing too, is this stuff doesn't say quiet. Yeah. Right. I mean, and some, some other ex player is going to come out and say, yes, is exactly what happened. There'll be another Jose Canseco out there. Some guy who's retired, retiring and can make, can make a million bucks to, to, to leak it out or write it in a book or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is coming. So I, I, uh, it goes back to our talk before, like, and and I and I think and I hope baseball like baseball has to change. They've got to adapt to to what's what's out there now. Like why can we not have why like why can we not have put a head a head like a headpiece in the pitcher's ear and you tell them the pitch? Why do we have to hand signal this and open it up to 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 this sort of stuff? Like throw like have, have it come from the dugout. Yeah, sure. If the, if you might hear the catcher what he's going to say, have it come from the dugout. This is the next pitch and. Uh, and it, and it just it, radio frequencies right news here, not this this finger stuff, which can be like you, you fast baseball just does not adapt to anything that that doesn't get them into these situations. Like they they've got it, they've got to change to a certain degree. It's the least modernized sport out of the out of the yeah. major four, right? It has not modernized. It's done nothing to sit there. And I again, we talked this in an earlier pod, but they're just turning a blind eye to their fan base. Like I don't, I don't. They got to do something quickly. We were talking about this yesterday. Lots of talking yesterday. Um, like, are my kids, are Bobby and Johnny or Annie, are they even going to put their kids in minor league baseball 15 years from now? Like, I don't know if they will. No, because they're not playing it themselves. Yeah, they played a little bit and they like it and that sort of stuff. But again, their attention spans are so minute. Yep. Trust me. I yeah. wish I'd never put my kids in T-ball or any part of learning how to play baseball. <laughs> that is a, <laughs> it's a mind numbing experience. Um, so yeah, I, I, so if baseball doesn't address the game to make it better for young kids, young adults, whatever it is. I mean, yeah. This game is just going away slowly, but surely. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. They, they do nothing. And it makes perfect sense that they would have an earpiece and that they, that the manager is telling the, or whatever the pitching coach is saying, here's what you're throwing. And it, it takes us all away. Absolutely. And would probably speed things up a little bit too. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I know it's a, it's a, it's an overall, it's a bigger problem for baseball. And I think it, it doesn't speak just to the cheating. It speaks to baseball's got much bigger problems yep, that they don't start addressing soon. It, it's a major, major problem. So there you go. That's it. Deno, just a three minute blurb on baseball in January, which we'll pick up early March. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I know. Can't wait. Uh, 
Okay, here we are to which is easily our most exciting segment. Even the UK is, was was uh, speaking out about this segment last UK, week. UK, we, we had our first, yeah, our first uh, fan feedback. Leone, if you're still out there, uh, mentioned what a delight it was uh, to have it in her house, and then you know even commented on your old person rant, which she was pro. <laughs> she was pro anti yeah. old people. She she goes to the grocery store on Saturdays. She gets it. <laughs> so, Kitch. Uh, I like it. I like you starting off in a section and we are only going to people, no special guests, Johnny Bart, although feedback was positive. Yeah, he was good. He was, he was uh, solid. He was you know, solid. The second, week. the second effing was a bit. Yeah. We spoke, about, it, it true. We spoke about that control. after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will have Johnny back. Before. We will have Johnny back, but just, I felt two weeks in a row. It might be, might be overkill. Yeah. So do you have one for us this week? Kitch? I do. I do. This, this is All one right. that, uh, you, you might say it's a it's a bit of a first world problem too. Um, well, you are so consistent. Every every two weeks we have a cleaning lady that comes to our house, <laughs> and we why we have to clean for the cleaning lady. Like just think about that sentence. Come on, we got to clean for the cleaning lady. So why are we paying this person to clean our house, and then we have to clean up before she comes? Like she's not coming to judge us. The reason we've hired her is because our house is not clean. So why do we pay for Why do we have to clean for the cleaning lady? Drives me crazy. Okay. So without saying it, because I don't think this is you feeling this way. You, this is clearly, this is not the cleaning lady's issue. Because oh, we have the same problem. We have the well, exact same clean, problem. That's, Doesn't matter. that's not my issue. You we have the exact same you, problem. You can do the math. And I yeah, don't I know. So let's, let's call it out because I'll call Becky out on this. <laughs> See, I, that's what I mean. I got, I'm okay with it, right? You're, you're hiding. Uh, and you know what, Sue, I'll call I'm, Sue out I'm too. Afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah. I know, but it is ridiculous. We do the exact same thing. You would think that, the, yeah, there's some sort of cleaning lady Twitter account or website where they just tear the shit out of the people. <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. We do it too. We do it too. It, uh, yeah, Slacker, it, Slacker does it too. Drives him crazy. It makes no sense. In the, in, the, in the big bus we took home last night, we had a big discussion on this and everybody was on, everybody was on board. Everybody like, has it ever happened? Has a cleaning lady... Or cleaning person could be a male. Has a cleaning person ever walked in someone's house and said, "You know what? This house isn't tidy enough. I'm not cleaning it." Has that ever happened? I, I, I would think not. I, but maybe <laughs> it has because maybe that's why this precedent has been set. I don't, I well, don't I'll tell know. you what: if there, if it ever has happened, that's actually the cleaning person I want. I'd have some fun with that cleaning person. Yeah, but I don't think that's ever happened yet. That is, we are. I know it is. Move heaven and earth to make sure that throw pillow. One of your 95 throw pillows is back on the couch perfectly where it should be because God forbid the cleaning lady has to deal with a have to pick that off. throw pillow. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Throw pillows might be a future what drives me fucking crazy. Actually, it will be. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I got a good, I, I'll have to prepare for that one. That one's coming. Uh, all right, kids. Well, listen, that, I agree. C- consistent and solid, first, first world-ish. First world-ish for sure. <laughs> Even though I think the cleaning lady, that's a more, that's a middle class. Well, I, I think everyone has a cleaning lady to a certain extent. Right. They maybe not everyone admits it, but I think I think that's not just I thought, first. I thought I married a clean lady. I thought I married a clean mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. There's no chance our wives get to 50 minutes into these podcasts. So not no, no, that's good. It's a uh, good thing. <laughs> so uh very quickly, and this is because now that I realize that I am running a global podcast operation here with Dominican Republic. Uh, with Colombia weighing in with some downloads, Australia being a, just another untapped market for us. Uh, 
I don't know how I came across it this week, but Paris Hilton has her own cooking show on YouTube that got 1.3 million downloads this week. Paris Hilton. She is an idiot. Who, how could 1.3 million people download, download this? I'm going to give you a little content to what, what Paris provides to her, to her audience. So she's making lasagna. Episode one, she's making lasagna. And here's what she says. Lasagna is very hard to make. Well, actually, I don't think it is, but people think it is. But it's actually really fun and really easy. But I guess it's a lot of steps compared to like making toast or something. Is she is she topless or something? No, she's yeah, well, YouTube. Listen, I've seen that video too. That's not a great one either. I can't believe there's that many downloads for that one either. Um, <laughs> but my point is, like, here I am. I'm providing world class content, and we're and I'm jumping up and down for eighty downloads. This moron. <laughs> Well, I guarantee you cannot cook lasagna or anything else for that matter. And she's talking about how you wear sunglasses uh, because when you're cutting onions, if you wear the sunglasses, it doesn't make your, I mean, it's like, what is wrong with people that they would, who is spending 45 minutes watching Paris Hilton cook lasagna? So what drives me crazy is the fact that here I am, here we are, two guys doing the best we can, providing great content and we can't get anyone to, we can't get anyone to find us. This moron, because her last name's Hilton and was in a porn movie once, has 1.3 million followers. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you got to, uh, maybe you got to, you got to look for it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think I have a willing partner in that, uh, <laughs> that category, but uh, I'll listen, I can broach it. That's what you think. Listen, anything for the pod. Yeah, anything for the pod. Anything for the pod. <laughs> uh, all right. Do we have, uh, that's it. We are 53 minutes. Well, we're going to, we're, we'll AOB it here. Any other business, but um, do you have catch any AOB? AOB. So uh, just, just came up yesterday. My son was home uh, for a day from university and uh, came downstairs and he's, he's watching Netflix. Like, what are you watching? He's watching. He goes, dad, you got to watch this. It's awesome. It's, it's the three part uh, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, oh, I want to uh, see that actually. I really want to see that. I guess, he, I guess it just came out and he says, that's crazy. Dad. Like, so so uh, I'm looking forward to, to catching that maybe this weekend. And, uh, yeah. We got to get back to, we had to say, we will get back to what are we watching? Cause I, I'm all, you know, it's funny. People talk about stuff all the time now. It's like, what are like, that's a major, that's a, oh, what are you watching a Netflix? real it's a big general thing. conversation that most people have at some point. Like, yeah, what are you watching? Give me, I need a TV show. Like, so we need to get back to that, be a little bit more consistent. And I spent a lot of time watching. So I, I should have some content for that. Uh, yeah, that's good. You know, and I, um, yeah, I don't really have much. You know, I think I had something, but I've totally forgotten what it was for any other business. So there's no, quick thing. no point in dragging this out. Only other quick thing last night was San Antonio. San Antonio lost last night the last place in the East Hawks. That At home after being 14, up 14 in the uh, fourth. Oh, that and then, like, did you see the Popovich rant after? I didn't know I was in the game. <laughs> He's asked for ownership to give their money back for that game to the fans. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, he, yeah he, went, he, went, he went off. I think, he had, I think that was his breaking point. That was definitely his break. Yeah, because you can't do that. Oh, you know what? For me, too. Um, you know, the Grizz are 7-0 and in their last seven. Yeah. Um, which obviously have to be 7-0 in their last seven. Um, but John Morant. This was my any other business. John Morant. You know what? Real deal hands down rookie of the year. And he's almost now like a, he's a human highlight. What's yeah. that uh, house of highlights? 
he is host of high like yeah go go back and find the alley-oop from uh crowder to him last night yeah. it's it's unbelievable his alley-oop yeah he is the real deal i actually uh i try to make a point if they're on i like to watch him for a quarter or two if i can he is yeah. he's awesome yeah yeah he's so, great that team that team is and i was looking I, before the pot i was looking at the roster i'm like there's no superstar in that roster and they are they're eight what, they're the eight seed yeah AC johnny pointed that to me today they're the eight seed and and yeah. you got San, San Antonio at nine, who I think is going to get blown up. I think they're going to blow San Antonio up in the deadline here. Huh? They're not going to make a run with that team. I think Portland could make a run, so I don't, I don't think they'll blow that one up. But I think who's in tenth? But I think San Antonio in ninth. Is not uh, I would, I would not blow up Portland just yet. No. Now I would get rid of the cancer Carmelo because oh yeah. my god, I watched I watched the quarter and a half of that last night too. My God, his. It dies. The ball goes to him, and he, it's he's shooting it. He's isolating until he gets double. T- like it just stops. He's he's awful. It's I, his whole career. His whole career. Yeah, they got it, and he is at best a sixth or seventh man who plays sixteen minutes a game. That's yeah. where I think he could still be some of some value. But yeah. my god, thinking that he's a starter, and, he, uh, and then my god, Chris Weber talking him up last night like he's still an all star. It's like, oh, you idiots, <laughs> Chris Weber. <laughs> uh, all right, Kitch. 56, 57 minutes the, uh, without the intro. So the intro, intro. You got to mention the uh, last night, the uh, Jack and Maddie and the boys, Eric. For the, uh, uh, no, let's wait for Deno to come back. Let's have okay. Deno. Yeah, I think that's a good one for Deno to uh, to chime in on. Okay. Uh, and oh, quick update: the Deno wedding. Oh, it's still on. Still happening. Still on. Fawn is. And the boat. Yeah, the boat yeah. is a lock. The boat is locked. So yeah. Deno did ask me last night. He goes, uh, "Would you rather have the boat in the morning or the afternoon?" Oh. The, he asked the morning after the wedding. The that's what you're doing. So you the morning after the wedding. Are you kidding me? Well, I hope you said yeah, morning. He goes, that's what I thought. He goes, that's what I thought. No, I, 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 my vote's for morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still, uh, how about 7 a.m.? Yeah, let's get plastered in the morning after the night of the wedding. <laughs> or let's try getting up and be on a boat for 9 o'clock. <laughs> Dunno, idiot. Uh, all right, well, listen, I'll, believe, I'll still believe the boat when I see it. Um, right. But that, I'm telling you, that is going to, that will supersede the wedding site like that that's the day the next wedding whatever the wedding, are we whatever. Ne- are we on next saturday morning from ja- from jamaica we are absolutely potting from the shores of jamaica yes 100 <laughs> percent. i think i think you and i should do it during the wedding. we should live pod the wedding <laughs> so yeah that's uh so we will definitely actually no we should maybe maybe we should do it after to give an update on the wedding yeah we'll do it the day after we'll pod and then boat for the boat before the boat yeah pod right, the boat. All right. Well, listen, Kitch. Yeah, that's good. As always, Slack, be happy. Slacker. As always, you... minutes with the, with the beginning. So we're gonna be a, we're gonna be an hour. There you go, Slacker. There you yeah, go. We'll be right, yeah, the the Slacker workout. All right. Listen, we're gonna have him on one day, and he's gonna break down the full sixty minutes of that workout for me. Like I've seen Slacker. There's no way. <laughs> he's running a marathon. He's running uh, a marathon uh, in whatever. May. Full, full uh, marathon. He's not going the full twenty six. I'll tell you that right now. He drops oh. out. He tags out, or he's like that old oh, guy who skips that, half the that course. A, and, is that a wager? Is that a wager? I'm I'm in for a wager on that. Well, if we put a time limit, yeah, that's a wager. All right, we got to put a time limit. All right, well, is that to have a time limit too? Well, he's got to beat well, a certain time. What would you think? What would you think for? for well, that, listen, that's a wide range. Has he ever run one before? No. Like a full? No. He's run a half though. He's run a half. Do you have any idea what his half time was? Yeah, it was one fifty three. Oh, he's north of four then. Yeah, probably north of four. Yeah. Well, we give my... we we give four and a half. I, I, I oh, finished four and a half. He ran one fifty three. 
if I double it, you know what that is? It's three fifty-six. Yeah, it's not double. You're not running the second half of a half the same time you were the first half of a half. No, I, I agree, but I don't think you're running it forty minutes slower either. What do you, you got to give me a time? I'll go under on the time if it's if it's reasonable. Four oh eight. All right, I'll take the under on four oh eight. When's when's the marathon? I think it's May. It's May, or it might be even October. It's sometime this year, but sometime yeah, next. You know, my guess is Slacker. He'll fall. Like, he'll think, "Oh, I can really go hard." The last month of training. Yeah, this will be. Yeah, that's an easy. That's an easy dubs. Easy dubs. Uh, I got a hundred bucks. I got under four oh eight. Slacker going to the wedding? Yes, yes. Bring, oh. bring the missus. I'll be there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Load them. Get nice and fat. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Play well. Uh, all right. Listen. All right. We could ramble on forever. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Take it home. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. 